Yo, what's the deal, y'all? This is uh, the Black Box Show with your host, QC, and I got my fellow lovely co-host. Hey, guys. It's me. I'm back again. And who are you? Tavia. Forgot to say my name. <laughs> Better known as Tay the Trey to no, some people. Please don't call me Tay the Trey. <laughs> you can just call me Tay or Tavia. Listen, man. The deal. Anyway, so we got a we got a nice little show for you. Blah blah. But we uh, got two things today. It's gonna be a pretty uh, short and simple one going on. Um, hope y'all had a good break. You know, I know it's been about you know a really long and forever time that you guys got to hear the last episode from us. You know. Yeah, you know we're gonna try to do this on a consistent basis. Oh no, it's it's happening. We was just. We went to Texas, y'all. Yeah, we went to Houston. We uh, we planning to move out there, so that's yeah, why. We did, we did stuff. <laughs> right, we, it, we, it was productive, y'all. We didn't just leave just month, to leave. Bro. But um, yeah, we left on my birthday, and I think we were supposed to do a show, but it just didn't work out that way. There's so much to do, so we went out to Vegas, and then I mean, that was pretty the fun safe way, for course. the first time. Right? Oh yeah, no, I'll tell you that we we could talk Actually, about that. I mean, not to get off track or nothing, but Vegas is probably the most um, proactive anti-COVID place I've been to since the pandemic started. Like, I felt more safe being at the casino than I did at the grocery store (laughs) because there was people, security guards on each floor. As soon as you walk out your room, somebody was standing there to make sure that you had your... uh, mask on at all times and then they make you wipe down and they give you sanitizer wipes and hand sanitizers everywhere and you have to keep your mask on in the casino so that's a pass. yeah i mean i thought it was cool bro it was it was it was my first time being there so i didn't know what to expect per se i mean yeah, don't but give you me didn't get the full experience though you didn't get the anti-covid I mean, it was fun, though. Like, I, you got to think about it. Like, you know, uh, Trump got out of office that weekend, man. And um, it was crazy, bro. It was like, it was low-key, like, on some purge shit, bro. Like, you know, niggas was, niggas was scared. It was like, you know, don't go outside on this Saturday. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. They for sure was. I mean, we seen, <laughs> we seen a Biden-Harris uh, caravan. Sure, we, saw a Trump, then, we saw a Trump person walking down the street. As soon as we got back, yeah. And then we seen the Trump caravan when we got back here. Oh, yeah. Um, so Forgot about that. It was right by the Tyler Mall. It was crazy, bro. off topic. Let's get to the... Let's get to the I was trying to, but I'm you sorry, was like... Sorry, but sorry, to actually, sorry. let's get to it. But nah. Um, yeah, we just had fun. So we've been on an adventure for the last couple of weeks, man. And so we back. We back doing better. You know what I'm saying? So, um... See, I watched Snowfall after that. We and not- I realized that that show Power I comes none, second to none. Like Power yeah. is just nothing compared to Snowfall. Snowfall is just a masterpiece. We'll just say that. I just like the intro song. It's coming back. Yeah, I too. have the intro song in my um, playlist and what 
It's just, the I don't know. What? It's just head ass to me. Like, what, the intro song? No. That's a talking banger. about the show. The show is just. I, the, it the started show, out good. Honestly, and it just got, I'm not going to lie. Like, the show was not interesting. All right, all right. All right, yeah, all right <laughs> man. So, look. You did it. So this is what this is our this is our lineup for today, man. All right, we got two topics today. We're gonna obviously we're gonna address the big Twitter elephant in the room, man. Uh, the True Kitchen fiasco out in Dallas, and it was <laughs> twerking on the ceiling, the window seals. The ceiling. Where are we at? Being <laughs> a diamond. Right. We was like, yeah, they deserve some money for that, right? Now, um, we we gonna talk about that. We are gonna talk about um. Just basically react to it and just get our little get our little two cents in, man. And uh, also, we're going to have um, to talk about some reactions to this uh, article I found from uh, from BlackEnterprise.com. It's a little little tabloid on the internet, man. Um, it's, it's titled, let me get this, 16 things, 16 things black people say or do that annoy white people at work. And in general, parentheses. There's no way. Right, so we got <laughs> we got it going, but you know, let's go ahead and get on into it, man. Look, so you know it's crazy on into it, man. So uh Yeah, bro. <laughs> I actually saw that whole little bar thing. I mean not a bar, it was a restaurant. Um I, I saw this random uh tweet that said uh restaurant committing suicide, right? Oh yeah, and that and that was that was the, a day before all y'all Your started talking suicide. about it on Twitter, man. Like, it, it was it was just a regular tweet, and I was just like, oh yeah, he done messed up now. He done fucked up. Like, that's 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 a wrap. Going to jail now. And bro, just I, the next day, man, I see it trending. I'm like, bro, it was this was com- different compared to that. I woke up the next day, and I just saw everybody like. You shouldn't do this at a restaurant. You should do this at a restaurant. I'm like, why is everybody talking about a restaurant? And it was that exact tweet that I saw the night before. So, that yeah, man. All the so, so, yeah, what ended up happening was the True Kitchen is like a, I'm not ex- explaining, it's like a party. It's like an upscale, you know, it's an African-American run, black run, you know, um, it's like a vibe. It's a it's a vibe. Like it, the restaurant seemed, but it was more upscale. Like it wasn't like no hookah bar or no bar type feel. It looked like everybody in the restaurant. Now, yeah, I'm not even gonna get to my point yet. But everybody in the restaurant was sitting there minding their own business, apparently, except for those two or three tables um, that was twerking. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so apparently what ended up happening was being that it is black owned, um, you know, we 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 be getting lit, you know what I'm saying? We be we be we be We be turning up, we, we do turning up, bro. Like that's 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 just something that we do. Like as black people we make things fun. That's how it goes, like you know. I mean, he did have a live DJ, so... Right, there's a live DJ in there. Ain't no telling what could happen. <laughs> Look, and now that we have the first-hand experience on what 
it's like out there in Texas and it comes to restaurants and stuff, bro. Everybody got everywhere is a, live. It's, it's just live. Except for Papa Do's. I was more like toned down. Like, but, we gonna sit down and eat. But everywhere else we went, bro, they begin live at brunch. They begin live at. And some I'm okay random, with that. Some random. Uh, but there's a bar. time and a place, and you gotta fill out the environment. And, That's what I gotta say. And about what Tavia is referring to was what ended up happening was the truth being that it's a African American owned restaurant and it's a vibe like Tavia like to describe it, which is pretty good. And so apparently there was a, a table that had a group of women um, that apparently according to most of the stuff all the information i acquired they were waiting on their food and um they had while they were waiting on their food they would had a little bit too much to drink and what the true offers over there is they have like old bottles of douce but like slushies douce. or bottles ooh, of ooh, that's but bottles of, or, or bottles of patron with like limes and slushies and you know I'm just, I'm stating the facts. I'm not making any excuses for anything, but apparently after that, um, they were being a little rowdy and the manager had to, the owner, I'm sorry, the owner of the whole troop had to, um, go ahead and ask them nicely. Um, I heard it was reportedly twice before the whole initial main event happened. And so what ended up happening was... While the DJ was playing, there was a lot of uh, um, it was people suggestive dancing that the owner didn't approve of. Suggestive. Since we're being professional, we're being professional. It's suggestive dancing, and he didn't approve of that as for his establishment. And so, as a result, you know, he snapped. Pretty much, he snapped on him and was like, basically, went on to say, you know, I built this place for black people to enjoy themselves and come together and all this and and just to make a long speech short bro basically was like y'all need to stop acting ignorant in my restaurant and if y'all want to twerk and if y'all want to twerk y'all could go somewhere else you know what i'm saying so a lot of people on the internet and uh, different social media places like twitter and instagram and stuff kind of reacted while some people you know, had their uh, positions on how they felt about how the manager should have handled it. We also got ours, so here it is. So you go ahead and start. Um, personally, it wasn't the manager. You kept saying that. It's the owner. That's it. It's the owner. That's it. Oh, okay. Are you? Yeah. Sorry. No, you good. Well, I feel like, you know, as a business owner myself, I personally just, I mean, I can understand where he's coming from. I truly can. But at the same time, being that I am a communications major, <laughs> I feel like how he approached that conflict, I don't think personally talking to them in that way was acceptable in that moment. Um, I feel like but people have like a, people have limits, you know? And clearly that was his his limit. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. He was already he was already nice. He had already told them whatever, you know. I don't know the full story because, you know, the cameras some of the cameras weren't 
recording audio, but um, I don't, it looked like he was very apologetic and un, like trying to still have them, you know, in the restaurant, but just understand that like, please, you know, this is not the type, the environment that I'm trying to have in my restaurant uh, and yada, 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 you know, but I just felt like how he approached it was kind of out of pocket. Look, mind y'all, we've been talking about this since earlier today, so it's not like we just having a blind reaction to this. We definitely put some thought into our opinions, and so, uh, yeah, and I asked her, you know, uh, well, you know what, the way we'll do this, she just said her piece, I'm gonna say my piece, and then we'll go ahead and get to the, get to the battleground, you know what I'm saying, we're gonna get to the Thunderdome. We're gonna do it for about three minutes, and we're gonna go ahead and move on after that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So my piece, though, I was just like, when I saw the initial video, and the thing about, the thing about, the thing about uh, events like social media events nowadays, like that, it's like it's very hard to create a concrete position because most of the evidence you have initially is only 15 minutes, 15 seconds to maybe a minute long video and uh, but I also knowing now because we could relate this to just even police brutality videos or anything anything like that nowadays ain't no way that you could tell me you know oh, we need more proof we need more of this or some of that to justify why you feel a certain way you know so from the jump I felt like my man, I felt like the owner definitely could have uh, had some different type of words. Definitely. And I definitely agree. He shouldn't have said what he said. I also feel like he definitely could have had, you know, a different way of approaching things. But, you know, he's human just like anybody else. And he reacted as such. And it's okay, don't turn me off yet. Don't turn me off yet because I'm not done. So, what, else, what I also felt was he kind of took it too far because the last remaining part of the story was that um his his personal uh his pr team of the actual restaurant on instagram reposted a story which also had me kind of not support him anymore after that point wasn't on his side anymore because black people being funny did some coon stuff and, rep- and reposted and they reposted a, a Instagram post saying um, I'm glad I'll definitely be coming here now that I heard that the owner kicked out them Negroes now um, now y'all can rage at me all you want oh, Q- oh QC man he's just they're over there just you know being black you know we do that all the time Nah, that shit ain't fucking cool. And I'll tell you why. Because if you if you treat fellow black people as Negroes, how how can you get someone to take you take your your kind seriously? Like we don't even respect ourselves. You don't hear you don't hear other races calling calling themselves like you don't hear white people saying, I'm glad they got rid of those crackers out of their establishment. I'm sorry, that's not funny. I'm, no I'm, racial, no I'm racial. glad they got rid of those <laughs> Jews out of their establishment. Like, 
it's an embarrassment and it's definitely embarrassing to see their restaurant reposting stuff like that on their story because it means that you mean it means that they look down on those type of people and that's where i'm coming from with this whole situation i felt like that that was the energy he was giving me okay that was the energy he was giving me when he said i don't need y'all effing money y'all can get the f out just feel like you was coming with that you was coming with negative energy off top i mean no not off top you came respectful apparently the women at the table did not heed his warning they didn't care what he was saying and they did what they wanted to do and that's why he had to come with that energy but as a business owner i still wouldn't be cussing out nobody and like he made a spectacle out of them and i understand like you know i understand that it's your establishment of course you put your hard-earned money into it you don't want nobody stepping on the couch you don't want nobody um you know leaning on the window or whatever the case may be which is very you know i understand that but he just made a spectacle out of it and i'm just like sir it's a lot going on that makes me uncomfortable i probably would have got my stuff oh no yeah i would have got my stuff in there i would have just felt uncomfortable after that and i'm we watching this video and, too and there's, the guy, there's proof right here the man like, said you know. also i mean in his statement his written statement on instagram he mentioned that he was more worried about a lot like liability because she was leaning on a glass window excuse me and he didn't want her to fall through the window and get sued and i completely understand that but at the end of the day that's not how you personally i don't feel like that is how you handle a situation like that like i'm just saying like would you have done that if michelle and barack obama was sitting in the restaurant eating would you have told the dj to cut the music down and told them people to shut the fuck up and get the fuck out my restaurant i don't need your money if barack and michelle obama is there and you're trying to uphold this upscale environment no that was not upscale and damn near you're on the same level as she is twerking on the table by going to her level as a business owner i feel like you know you you that i feel like you're gonna pick and choose your battles yes people are gonna patronize him still i'm not knocking him i wouldn't want anybody to send any hate or anything or not come to this man's business because i do want one of those do say slushes and i'm not gonna be twerking <laughs> in the restaurant but at the end of the day i do not agree with out. i do not agree with him yelling and belittling those women like that and i don't appreciate the women in a in a black establishment disrespecting the owner either because y'all are grown handle y'all liquor better period look and that's where we and that's where we agree and to disagree you know like like i definitely agree he could have just put on some regular stuff i mean like i mean twerking is not bad to me personally I just feel like it's a time and a place. Like, you got to fill out the environment. I know y'all was drinking, but you got to fill out the environment. Like, you 
you're not gonna do that in Ruth's Chris. And they're not gonna play they're not gonna play Megan the Stallion at Ruth's Chris either though. Which is why which is why I understand where where old boy was coming from, but you're right, he shouldn't have said what he said. Like he could have definitely approached it differently. Sure could've. I I, I definitely (laughs) agree. Because I just can just imagine like my dad being in there and the man he would have entered injected himself in the conversation with the owner and cuss the owner out back and like i'm just like he picked a group of people who because people some people just don't care like you talk to the right person they're gonna cuss you out back in your own restaurant i'm just saying he just came he was just disrespectful with it you know i mean i agree and that's why i was saying that like it's just it is what it is you know i definitely think he should have said something different but i definitely think he was in the right like if that's how he wants his restaurant to be exactly and on top of that what we didn't also include was that bro um had a whole guideline of what you could wear exactly so it was like Ruth's chris anyway because you can't come into Ruth's chris with a tank top on i know that for a fact yeah yeah they will give you a shirt they will give you a shirt yeah no so that's that's the that's the only reason why i was even saying i understand why he did that but you're right, bro. Bro was out of pocket. He was just out of pocket for how he said things. And but yeah, bro. Like, I, but at the end of the day, I can't support him at that point unless he you comes see? to apologize. What did you see? He said. Did he say? He no. He one of his, his staff said. No, not one of his staff. The Instagram page, the True Kitchen reposted a post that said i'm glad that i'm i'm glad that i want to attend this establishment now that he kicked out those negroes Woo, child the ghetto okay like what? I, I didn't understand that's where crazy you were coming from earlier with that and that's very very unprofessional like, and he okay, just reposted I'm not, like i said it, i didn't know no, that that's no what apology, he said i'm no not nothing. gonna go I, okay look personally i wouldn't want to support somebody that is calling you're trying to do this for black culture but you're also putting down black culture as well by calling other black people negroes come on man and repost now he didn't call him call him that but one of somebody whoever called him that and then their page reposted it so therefore technically he did call people that were at his wet restaurant and people who twerk specifically because that's where this all stemmed from Negroes, and I just feel like it only takes a little bit of white brainwashing to activate to activate the coon chip. <laughs> no racial, no racial. <laughs> That's Doctor Umar, y'all. Doctor, you don't need Umar. white man paperwork. <laughs> you do not need white man paperwork. Okay, come but, on, next topic. Yeah, man, time, that's really. that's how we felt about the whole little fiasco. And shoot, you know, it is what it is. But moving on, next. All right, so here's 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 what we got, man. Like I was saying before, we got uh, 16 things black people say <laughs> or do that annoy white people at work and in general. But it, it, it's just like... I, I wanted to hear this because, you know, we didn't, 
we didn't I didn't really hang out with white people like that. Like white people was cool, but they wasn't like always around Are us. Are you saying once in a work there. environment? Are you saying in your life? In, in my life. Okay, well, I grew up around yeah, so, white and people. That's why I, I was about to, about to bring it up. <laughs> so, let's let's talk about our educational track. So, I think I, we already did. I mean, I, we going to give well, them a refresher. Right, let's give them a refresher. So, I attended a predominantly um, Mexican high school with a very uh, tight knit group of black people, black high schoolers, right? And Tavia, I went to a, a school that was predominantly white. Like it, I went to school in an upper middle class neighborhood, and there was like actually, as a matter of fact, there were ten people that were black. In my graduating class, I knew every one of them, and everybody else was white or um, Mexican um, or of Latin descent. There was no Asian people, like one or three maybe. (laughs) But everybody else was non-black. Very 1960s vibes coming Racial tension. Very, Racial tension. Very happy days. <laughs> it was a horrible experience. I'm not going to lie. I hated high school. Ask anybody that knows. I was just telling my dad uh, the other day about my high school experience, and he was like, you ain't tell me none of that stuff. When you was when you was actually in school, I said, Dad, yes, I did. I used to come home. I used to tell y'all everything that used to happen. Y'all was mom, everybody up in the office doing it. Doesn't it didn't matter because at the end of the day, the school was racist, the staff was racist, the the kids was racist, the kids' parents was racist. It was just racist. Period. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) So now that y'all got that, let's see because you're gonna. I think our answers are gonna be pretty different. So here's the first one. Number one, man. Here's the first what one, what one white person said. When you want to be friends with them at work, but they're other black girls, so you just can't get close because you're just the white girl who's, who's held at arm's length. You get the feeling that they don't believe you want to be their friend. They think we're too different. There have been times that, um, oh no, it's a different. Go ahead. How how you feel about that? Um, I don't uh, think that's true. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's true. I've had white friends at work. Okay, never mind. I'm a I'm a renege on that statement right, because exactly. um at my last job it was a predominantly black environment, like blacky black black black. <laughs> the environment that I worked before was predominantly white, and it was very much cliquish and very much they were intentionally trying to get this other black. A male that I work with fired and they succeeded and the manager was in on it and everybody was white I just I don't know I feel like I can't the reason why you at arm's length is because I don't know what your intentions are I feel like not all white people have bad intentions but I feel like the white people that I've come across in my workplace environments not all of them but in my previous years have not been genuine and I don't feel like I don't feel like y'all really want to be my friend because y'all be saying stuff that be low-key borderline racist like stop touching my hair at work stop you're 
oh, I want to come over so you could, like, just using, like, black colloquialisms and things like, like, just, that's why you're at arm's length, because you're trying too hard. Just be yourself, okay? Just be yourself. <laughs> be yourself. <laughs> not for real, because I, I'm not going to lie, I do have white friends, and um, they're not like that, so... <laughs> That's their fault. They need to stop trying so hard. That girl, at least in this scenario, needs to stop trying so hard. <laughs> I mean, like, for me, I, I don't think I've ever been in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would say I had my last best white friend back when I was like, nine or ten I think it just I, I think we just we, we grew up in an environment where you stick to your own unfortunately you know and don't get me wrong I could hang out with some white people but I have I have a, a lot of friends who could definitely have no problem with hanging out with white people but I think I'm too straight to the point honest Black. <laughs> like, like they'll tell that I could definitely think I could be a vibe killer. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. I've been that person because I take stuff too seriously. Y'all trying to go out and do buck wild stuff, and I'm sitting here looking at you like nah, crazy. Nah, not even that. White people just they don't they don't. Some things they they think is funny, or some things they think is like not that big of a deal could be a big of a deal to me because of how it is for me like my experience you know what i'm saying some things that don't apply to them might not be an issue for them like I think, you know yeah i agree that and i think that's my issue is that they don't go through what i go through so some things that i don't think are all right they might think is like what do you do you know what i'm saying like yeah, that was my whole experience of my whole educational experience. But yeah, anyway, that's that's probably why you can't get get to them. It's it's not just because you're white. It's it's because of the fact that there's some stuff you just can't understand, and that's the thing. Black people understand that. There's some there's there's some stuff that uh that white that white people go through that we don't understand. Like there's some people that Latino people go through that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. It's just, it is what it is. It's and a culture. You got to be okay with that. And I think that our problem as a country is that we don't, are we're, we're not okay with just not being in that culture. You know what I'm saying? If you want to appreciate it, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? But there's a way you appreciate it. You can't, there's some stuff you could try your best to be in that culture. At the but end if you ain't grow up like that, you're you, not you going to understand, gonna understand it. it and up. it's okay. Because even when you say, even if you do get that type of way, you know what I'm saying? Say if you do get that, you still, there's still going to be a disconnect. Like, because I'm an anthropologist and like doing them studies that I do, unless like you're not, unless you were born into those things, there's just some stuff that you're just not going to get. Like, because it's an experience thing. It's not just you learning some language or whatever but yeah so next one next one so um there have been times that conversations 
with a black person somehow turn to the topic of inequality. I have no way of truly knowing all the privilege that I enjoy as a white straight male. I just know that there are times I'd like to learn more and the door closes. Um, I mean, I'm not that, I'm not standoffish. Like, if you're, if you have a, if you're honest and your heart is open and your mind is open to understanding without, without um, you know, trying to put, like, like, we, like, if you want to learn more, just listen. I don't need you to, you're trying to get to understand something and you're asking me a question and then you try to relate with something that you've gone, like, just listen. If you want to learn more or you want to understand better, just listen. There's just, and that goes back to that thing I just said, like, there's just some stuff and in that culture, you're just not going to be able to embrace because you're not them. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what you do. And then on top of that, I saw a tweet like a couple of days ago. They said, I promise you, you don't have to talk about your personal experience mm -hmm. to That's understand exactly what, what somebody's going through. Because I know that us as human beings use a relation to show empathy for a situation. But sometimes it doesn't work like that. That's not a sawball. It's not a ginger ale for black people. You know what I mean? Like, we're just, that, that's how it is. But, yeah. So, for you, I would have to say, just listen. And tell them, you tell them you coming from a cool place. With and no bias or no, I'm not trying to equip. Wait, what's that word I'm looking for? Find an equivalent situation. And and on top of that, there's uh just just uh, like that's the thing. Like for American people, some something that doesn't line up with you doesn't mean that it's wrong. Yeah. You feel me? Like, there's a lot of stuff in the rest of the world that we just don't like as American people because it doesn't line up with our standards. All right, yeah, moving on. So, uh, next one. Anytime a black person walks into a room, say a new employee in an office, they make a beeline to the other black faces it can be disappointing because I may know from advance notification about your hiring that you and I have a lot in common, but I have to work harder to be your friend. Um, you know what? I don't agree with that. No, no. I'm going to, I don't agree with that I'm gonna shit. I'm going to be lying straight to my desk and mind my business and whoever I'm messing with is who I'm messing with. Honestly, I don't like having, I'm not saying not to have work friends, but I don't really like having work friends because I don't like mis mixing my personal life with my work life because I don't like doing that. So, um, I don't agree with this one. Um, maybe they've experienced that. That's unfortunate. 
I know that when I start a new job, I'm there filling out the environment. And do I think I agree in that I align with all black people and that we think alike? No, we don't. And honestly, I feel like black people in the work environment, especially in a work environment where they're not like, let's say they were the only black person. Now I'm hired. Now it's a competition yeah. because I'm the other black person. Like, it shouldn't be like that, but I feel like it's, like, that's just how life, life be for black people, but, uh, so. Personally, I think that that's, that shows that you have a privilege, straight up. Like, you, you more upset that you have something, quote unquote, in common with them because of your work experience? Who cares, bro? That means you're telling me that I just need to be your friend you because be of yeah, yeah. The, you exactly you that that sounds like a savior complex. Like you telling me just because you have the same interests I have, you know what I'm saying? I just have to be friends with you. I know that you're you're thinking you're coming from a place of friendliness, but that sounds like you're entitled to just be friends with somebody. And you just feel a little bit upset because they don't want to be friends with you. They don't want to be friends with up, you. Straight uh, up, that uh, friendships. Remember this, yo. Friendships happen organically. Don't don't they don't get forced. Anyway, moving on. Two more, two more. So it says on social media, a lot of my activist black friends will post complaints. I don't know. This sounds pretty bad. <laughs> white people say white people think white people do and i always feel like saying not all white people okay bro listen this is quick this is quick bro i don't want to hear that you know what i'm talking about because exactly. you say black people you say jewish people you say asian people all that obviously i'm not talking about you and if the shoe fits, then it's a problem. I was just about to say, if the shoe fits, hey. then that's where the issue lies. Because honestly, like, clearly, this is just like we were talking about culture. Y'all have y'all own culture. Let's, let, just like black people do certain black stuff that white people it's really a cultural thing, like, we see, we observe, just like y'all observe and y'all see, which is why y'all have implicit, not everybody, not all white people, but people have implicit biases about, you know, everybody has implicit biases, but, you know, you have, you think you know, you know, certain stuff about black people. I mean, this could go either way, but, like, girl or boy or whoever I'm talking to, you, like, if the shoe fits shoe if the shoe fits that's really what this is if the shoe fits then i guess you could be mad but clearly if you know you don't do those certain things there's apparently some group a large group of people out there if it has been made into a meme or a post that probably means that that those people do that you know and sometimes in those in those um moments in those comments in those memes you'll even see white people commenting underneath them agreeing with some of the stuff that is being said like or oh my aunt does this or oh my mom does that you know like i mean that's that's for anybody 
Don't take it personal. But if the shoe fits, then wear it. (laughs) Anyway, so last one, man, last one. So it says, uh, what's it? Okay, yeah. I have noticed a lot of times when I expect a black friend of mine to follow through or follow up on a conversation, whether it is to be contact someone in business or get back with me with some information. It doesn't always happen. So what I would say for me, it's follow through or follow up with conversations are made about moving forward with something. Um, that sounds like a personal problem. That sounds like the friends that you have are just, they don't care enough to, to follow up with you. Like, what are you talking about? That could be anybody. I've had white people do that. I'm actually going through something like that with non-white people, but they're not black either. And literally like, they have not followed up with what they said they were going to follow up and I'm following up with them and they're not following through on what they had told me. So I feel like this is a situational thing. It's not a black thing personally. That's just my opinion, bro. And it's, look, this is my last one. We're going to wrap it up after this. It says the victim, quote unquote, the ones that make any non-black people let any non-black race feel like a dog for what their ancestors may or may have not done Ooh, during their periods the of slavery and act, and act like the current period of non-black races owe them something for it. I'm not Listen, bro, lie. hey, <laughs> yo, peep game, bro. Where are we at and where are y'all at? Like, as a collective race. I, 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 want, I want y'all as, as white people, as Asian people, as even Latino people, I want y'all to think about where are black people at compared to y'all. Who do we buy from? Who do y'all listen to? What 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 political activists do y'all? Because I hate it when you tell me that I shouldn't make you feel bad for what's happened. Nobody's making you feel bad about nothing. You feel guilty for it for sure like it, it ain't no way around me saying oh you know I, I don't remember that like I can't get you telling me to get over something or get past it how can I get past something that only happened like 200 years ago that means that my great 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 grandfather was probably a slave you mean to tell me that like and, 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 what, and then what bothers me the most is y'all where y'all talk about slavery like Jim Crow and civil and rights movement and, and affirmative action and now even Black Lives Matter is still happening to this day. And you telling me to get over I'm something? Just saying, we still traumatized right now. Was not that long ago. Right. So, Mom, can you please delete that off of there? Mom, we're recording. I feel like ain't no excuse. I feel like people need to educate their kids um, at a young age on all different cultures so that they don't go out into the world with ignorance. And I know I had a whole argument with one of these girls that was my friend back in junior high. talking. We argued on the whole bus ride home from school about how she felt and she was latina 
how she felt that this I shouldn't feel any type of way about people saying nigger or nigga that are non-black because slavery is over and nobody that's alive now has anything to do with slavery. She told me that when we were in junior high. And when I tell you we argued all the way back home, I was no longer friends with her. I have not spoken to her since that instance. And that was over, what, 15 some years ago now? So like, yeah, I personally feel like you discrediting my history because that's the only thing that we really know of, you know, is is really like you like I'm not telling you specifically take accountability for your ancestors, but I low key am saying take accountability for what your ancestors did and understand that slavery still happened. It did slavery did not happen that long ago. To be honest, like I mean hundreds of years, yeah, but slavery did not happen that long ago for you for like i i just feel like it doesn't matter all the crap and the stuff that black people go through on a day-to-day -day basis for you to sit there and talk about what well, slavery happened to get out of my face with that i swear if anybody even if anybody sit up there and tried to tell me that i shouldn't feel no way about slavery because i wasn't a slave get don't even talk to me if you feel that way do not talk to me at all I don't even want y'all to, I don't even want y'all to, you know, pay up for what your ancestors did. I want you to do better. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Just, just do better. But you also need to acknowledge it, though. You need to acknowledge yeah, exactly. that it did not and, happen that long ago and, and that it still affects people. Y'all should read the book, Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome. Read it. And that's, and that's the issue, is that we can't even have that discussion. You telling us to get over slavery because you have the privilege to act Move like it, it's just old and that it doesn't doesn't exist anymore but i mean this year and last year has i, I hope would show y'all that there's still people getting lynched yep. there's still people getting killed by the police there's still people getting murdered out here because of the color of their skin so and the thing is what, what kills me and we gonna end it at this is y'all would tell me that you know let there be an injustice in y'all community that y'all want people to ride y'all want people to ride for y'all you know what i'm saying and not i'm not saying that all black people ride for other races but you know there's enough from what i know especially in my friend group i can attest to that but you know let some let something happen you know that's bad from that a black person did to another race in that community y'all be like you know where's black lives matter now Y'all sound pretty racist. Y'all was waiting just for that time to just be like, damn, these, these niggas That's ain't annoying. shit. You know, where's Black Lives Matter now? Or black on black crime. That's not even a real thing. That's a myth. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, man, it was a wonderful thing, bro. Uh, I would say just a, a leaving remark, man. Uh, bruh. You know, for all the white no people out here. So you do better. Exactly. For all the white people out there, man, just listen. Like, this is not y'all time. And I always... Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. And this is not y'all time right now. If you want to be friends with black people, obviously you're not black. So you need to listen. Just like and how I need to be white and go according to how things are as a status quo in America. 
I've, I've, I've adjusted and made sure I do things how you guys do things. But, but also, yeah. just in general, like, not even talking, like, no racial. Like, if somebody is just, if they're not feeling you, just like I used to tell my students, if they're not messing with you, if they say they don't want to be your friend, if they're acting like they don't want to be your friend, then keep it pushing. Especially as a grown adult, why are you trying to vibe for, you are grown. You are grown. <laughs> you are grown. You don't need them as no friends. You don't need no new friends, okay? So if that person don't want to be your friend, you know, it is what it is, you know? It just it just is what it is. I just feel like that that could go either way. I, yeah, that could go either way. But, but I've also been the black sheep, like, just really quick. I've also been the black sheep at a job before, too, where because I'm black, nobody relates to me nobody invites me to certain events nobody wants to do certain things with me probably because they know that i can't relate and honestly if you took the time to think about that and tavia wouldn't feel comfortable in this environment then i applaud you because don't put me in no uncomfortable situation but you know you know hey it's life and as that we are done man so uh Thank y'all for coming out, bro. Coming uh, out. We are next. <laughs> our next. <laughs> Man, I didn't even think about what I said. Look, coming out. This like Corona getting to me. <laughs> Look, it's Corona. This Corona environment now, you know, just too much. But um, yeah, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, our next episode is coming up. It is uh, relationship issues. Do we give up easy? And trauma. What is it and how does it look? You know, so with that further ado, I'm QC. I got Tay with me. Hey, y'all. And we are out of here. Bye. Bye, y'all.